Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 177 of the Picos Riley podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emelson, and joining me, we have my co-host, Anamaly. Hello. And this week, uh, we have a patch 10.2 release date. Uh, it is yeah. coming out right after BlizzCon. Uh, and the raid Tuesday after the Tuesday yeah, after. <laughs> and the raid comes out the week after that. Um, and that means also we have a release candidate. We have a bunch of stuff getting finalized. We had what is probably our final round of raid testing and we got some more loot updates. So we got we got actually quite a bit of stuff to go through that's just like news from the past week that impacts like week one of raiding more than anything yeah. else. Um so yeah, before we get into that, how was your raid week, Anam? Uh uneventful as always. Uh we did get a new Rashox, but I think we've we are just in that uh, I'll say my raid at least is having a little bit of burnout. So we basically have started to like I think one of our like our shaman healer was like, I literally don't want to log in and raid this week. I was like, that's fine. Like just take it off. We have enough healers to cover, or whatever. But yeah, we're sort of in that. I think this was before the announcement, but we're in that sort of area of like this patch is getting, it's weird to say this, but this patch is getting a little long, we'll say. Um, and so, yeah, so, but other than that, no, it was super uneventful, you know, killed everything we needed to kill in like the three or so hours we've been raiding lately. And, um, you know, left, of course, Magmarax and Zakarn up because those bosses are awful to do at the end of the night, um, but got through Neltharin and Sark pretty quickly and then back cleared. Um, had a really clean experiments, which is like something that we typically don't have surprise <laughs> like that. That boss is just generally unfun to kill. I feel like yeah. I, it's funny. The longer I've done, and maybe it's just because we don't do Zakarn and Magmarx every week, and maybe Zakarn would be up there for me. But like every reclear experiments is the one fight where I'm like, I do not want to do this. Like I yeah. just don't. I don't want to deal with this boss. I don't want to figure out like. Yeah, but um, but no. Other than that, it was a pretty uneventful raid week. We got our, I think, our final mythic Rashox we needed. We might need one more, um, loot wise. But yeah, I mean, it's been just not, it's just sort of in clear modes. Like we got our last mounts actually, so we get to start selling them next week. Nice. Um, which we thought we'd have a little bit longer to sell them, but we get two sales, in, I guess, <laughs> two weeks to sell them. But uh, but yeah, no, no, not not been a bad, not been a bad week. We'll say. How was uh, how was yours? How was yours? Uh, a little bit more eventful. Uh, oh. we we had a like we have we've been doing sales but we're selling like the early bosses right okay um which i actually kind of highly recommend it's very chill for the most part like nice. we we had some wipes on forgotten experiments which is like you were mentioning not really out of the ordinary the boss yeah. is just kind of messy um nothing too crazy like four pulls on it or something um almost one shot scarn nice almost uh, and then spent like two hours almost on Neltharian. Oh, ouch. And that's oh, just that's awful. That's such a that's, bot. Like, uh, yeah. It's a mix of things, right? It's a mix of um, this was a mistake. Do not ever do this. If you have working weak cores, do not touch them. Like, for a boss like this, do not touch them. So Did we didn't change the, the weak cores. We, no. We. Um, People were tired of like uh, like the, the the thing was like oh we get to Neltharion and we do like a five minute break and then like another three minute break to get all of the everything set up yeah and that sucks and so it was just like okay this week we're gonna use like the built in sort order for the list 
Um, fun mm-hmm. fact, does not include Augmentation Evoker. Nice. But some of our people that joined us after Prague had a patched version that did support Augmentation Evoker. Oh. So, that causes no issue. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was a pain. Uh, and then we also... I feel so bad. We had a, uh, we had a, on like our eighth or ninth pull, right? We we put like 20 pulls into this boss, right? Halfway yeah. through. We have a 0.9% wipe. Boss has 6 million HP left. And I'm playing Blood Decay. And for those that aren't familiar with how big the gap is in damage between Blood Decay and Brewmaster, the boss would have been dead if I were oh, on my mind. no. Oh, no. Like, oh, that's rough. My my brewmaster in phase three alone did four million more damage to oh, Neltharian than uh my DK did. And my DK's got like a mythic weapon and everything too. It's it's Yeah, yeah. Like I granted I'm not as uh not as practiced on Blood DK, so I'm not like getting, you know, top five ranks on bosses with it like I am on my monk, but the the damage gap is real so that that was a big feels bad i did end up switching to monk for it just to like make sure we we secured that kill yeah, yeah. um but yeah we did not do we did not pull sarkareth because we like that just took long enough that rain night was over yeah yeah <laughs> um so yeah that that was that was a mix of things and also just people like you mentioned people being burned out and it's definitely clear on our side too it's like people just are kind of done um, phoning it in yeah. yeah and i if we didn't have this sarkra sale that we were committed to i would actually be in favor of us just like you know next week <laughs> next week just doing like first five or whatever we can sell and then not doing the rest mm-hmm. and just showing up for like an hour collecting you know three and a half million gold and just saying see you guys in the tree raid yeah exactly yeah yeah, that's that's the tough part. Is it like, and I I'm a hundred percent guilty of this. Where I'm just like, I don't, I'm so phoned in on those fights. Like, I don't change CD timings. Like, we have a new healer. Like I said, like, I'm just like, it's a druid, and like, we'll just drop other classes. So like, where we have spirit link, I'm like, just trank, it'll work out. <laughs> <laughs> that's not like, exactly the same. So thing. it's like, I just yeah, I'm just well. I mean, for me, it's just like I just don't, I don't have the like. I don't care. It's not that I don't care. It's I, actually it is kind of I don't care. But like I just don't. Yeah, I don't want to change anything at this point. I'm like, get me through the next two weeks. Get me into a new raid where where I can have some fun. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely feel that. But yeah, but I mean, speaking of speaking of new raids and new content, I think like you 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 open the show with like 10.2. We got a release date. Um, so it'll be November seventh, which means if you're listening to this either live. Or when it launches uh, this week, it's uh, we got about two more raid weeks, and then then the patch. It's November seventh, so um, it seems a lot quicker. I mean, I, I guess I realize that, like in terms of timing, that's the only date they can make unless they want to do another December date, right? Because you, yeah, any later in November, you run into Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, US Thanksgiving and then yeah, yeah. Um, and then you have December stuff. But but yeah, it's been a. It's been a while since we had like a an early November raid release. I feel like. Um, when so, did this patch start? When did this come out? Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up. I'm gonna look this up. Uh, when is my first Kazara kill? 
Was it uh, was it like May. Aprilish? May, yeah, it's April. Yeah. So Might that's like, yeah. So patch had to come out like the first week of May, mm-hmm. slash last week of April. I don't know how that overlaps. And so that the first season, right, of Dragonflight, we went from end of November to uh, beginning of May, basically. So yeah. like six months there, and then we went from beginning of May to beginning of November. So a little bit less than that, uh, right around like five and a half months for that. Yeah, which is like, it's funny that like we both talked a little about burnout here because like you typically don't see it. Like I don't, we don't, I don't see it with people. Like for me, when I whenever I hear burnout, it's like with people who like I know play the game, I know enjoy it and like to have them come up and be like, dude, I just don't want to raid. Like, or like I'm burned out on this game. Yeah. It's weird that it's only been that like that for like the last five months. It's only been about five months, which means like to be fair with, I mean, we can speculate a little bit with BlizzCon coming up. Like, if there's no 10.3, then technically like new expansion in six, eight months from now, like a summer, summertime expansion, which yeah. would make Dragonflight, I think the shortest expansion at like 18 months at that point, right? Right. We're not even a year, we're not even in a, a year into. Posi- yeah, in a positive sense though, as opposed to like WAD, which is I oh, think yeah. the other contender for that title. Yeah, well, and Wad I think suffers from the fact that like the last raid tier lasted 13 months. Right. Um, <laughs> actually, is TBC the shortest expansion? I have no idea. I it I'm, might be. I'm 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 guessing at this point, but yeah, I mean, TBC. I think you're right. Might be the shortest currently, but if this one only goes 18 months, I think every expansion has been at least two years. It's been yeah. at least 24 months. So, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see. So that's not about 10. So we'll stick on 10 too. But yeah, I mean, um. Yeah, we got a we got the 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 notice or like the announcement from Blizzard, so 10.2 coming, and then along with that, the PTR release this week was tagged as a release candidate or RC release. So typically, when we start to see RCs come out, essentially feature complete builds, right? Like there's not going to be any sort of larger scale changes, we'll say, uh, coming up. It'll be a lot of tweaks to things, which is, to be fair, mostly what we've seen this week um, out of this yeah. candidate after this build, but. Yeah, so we got announcement, release candidate, and we got you know some BlizzCon stuff coming up. So it's been a been a crazy, crazy week in terms of like next expansion. Which to me is like I love this time because it's like when I actually start yeah. to get excited again <laughs> about the game. <laughs> Considering like I've literally spent you know I've I've averaged you know my three three and a half hours of retail WoW a week for the past like month. Yeah. Um. So now I'm I actually started. I played a little bit more this week at retail. Um, I did some keys this week. I, I was just going to say. And by some, I, I mean one. Uh, <laughs> and, and that one was an 18 that I did with some some guildies, like Lobby alts in some pugs uh, in That's order awesome. to test a, an add-on. Nice. I, I literally, I think it was what, Friday night? Or no, no, uh, Thursday night I logged in and did a 15. Just to nice. like, just to Just play. to feel something again? Yeah, just, you know, just to make see if I was still alive inside. Um, but no, it was. Uh, it's it's fun. It's exciting. Start to talk about the raid more coming up. So uh, yeah, I'm stoked about this. Um, but cool. I guess in terms of you know, like we got the release kind of to build. There were a couple of uh, a couple of changes we'll say that hit in this build. Um, so I'll go over the, there. There's, I mean, again, Missweaver still has some changes. Um, so I'll sort of go over those. Some of these, I think we've already talked about, but there's a handful of newish ones that 
Um, they sort of group together stuff we talked about last week and this week in the notes for for this week. Um, so the new stuff is they uh, they reduced expel harm's healing component in PvP combat only. Um, so it's still a fairly good button to hit. Um, and so they've they've uh, they've done just a PvP nerf there. Um, they've also buffed Feline Stomp. Um, so the initial heal and damage has basically been doubled, increased by 100%. Um, so that is a, a buff to Feline Stomp. Feline Stomp. Um, so, I I mean, it's still, I think, a very strong Mythic Plus talent. It doesn't change anything from a raid point of view. Right. Um, but yeah, some, some updates there. Um, and then Bounce Back received some mythic or sorry, some Mistweaver specific changes. Um, it now triggers after receiving 12 per, 12% of your health and damage. So it was 15, so a 3% reduction. And now it lasts an additional two seconds. Um, I'm jealous of your Bounce Back, honestly. Like, I, I mean, wish. It's, it's, it's weird. Like, we've they've made a couple of changes to like other talents in our class tree to reduce them from like two ranks to one rank. So, like, Escape yes. from Reality went to one rank, I, which is good. I actually want to mention that real quick. So that actually matters for Brewmaster because currently the way we're pathing is you go through the cooldown reduction on Touch of Death. But for a lot of fights, you don't actually need that, right? Mm -hmm. You look at something like a Rashok and you just, you can only use it once anyway. So yeah. it, it's useless points. Uh, Escape from Reality being a single point node means that you can actually go through that instead, skip the cooldown reduction, and pick up an extra point somewhere. Um, so yeah. that does actually have an implication for Brewmaster. That's mostly for pure single target. Like if there's ads that you can touch of death, mm -hmm. then the cooldown reduction is generally like one of the strongest talents you can take. Gotcha. Um, but yeah. Gotcha. That's all. That's nice. Um, yeah, it works. It helps Mistweaver too. It gives us a couple extra points at the top of the tree, at least the class tree, um, to move some stuff around. Um, and I think the only other one we didn't talk about last week was Life Cocoon can no longer be canceled, um, which is weird because <laughs> the developer's note on this is like, canceling Life Cocoon early was sometimes optimal in order to trigger nourishing chi. It's just like, why don't you change the talent to make it the one not that's causing optimal? The problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like what, is, what is nourishing chi? Is that the like heal when you... When your life cocoon expires, um, yeah. Let me just double check. I don't want to get it. it's either that or it's the reduction. Let me just double check real quick. Nourishing chi. Uh, where is it? Is it search box? Yeah. So it's um. Oh no. So it's basically um. You receive additional twenty percent healing over time. Oh okay. Um, and then it lingers for ten seconds after it's removed. Um. So in certain cases, it was better to just cancel it early to like get the effect or whatever i don't i don't know the why not just change it yeah i don't get that one either like why not just change it so that nourishing chi starts when you get life cocooned well it does so the thing is though you don't take any additional if you're already at max hp you oh. don't take any additional healing because yeah, the absorb okay. is on you. so you cancel the absorb and then you get the additional thing which procs probably other spells that were good not because it's 20 yeah. heal over time not just for the misweaver but also for anybody healing that target yeah. so okay okay um but yeah so um and then there's other changes in these notes but we've already talked about them like the cloudus focus update uh clouded focus update and then um like the unison nerves so yeah um but yeah there it seems like they're i mean there's a bunch of other well i guess there's brewmaster ones too but um they're all bug like fixes, fixes for our tier yeah. set 
they're gotcha. they're all bug fixes for our tier set. Our tier set's still pretty janky, still pretty weak numerically. Um, actually, to the point that uh, it might be worth not playing the four set if you oh. have other items that are just better items on on their own. Okay. Um, okay. Don't don't like take that as Emilson says you should not play the four set. I'm saying that like right now it's pretty weak. And if you have like a low eye level fourth piece and a high eye level other piece that you could put there, maybe it's actually worth doing it. Once you're actually at, you know, eye level cap and you're max eye level on everything, I think it's probably always worth wearing the four set just because it's free value. Um, gotcha. But yeah, week one, you know, when you're you're staring at that uh, that piece that you could roll on, you probably pass it. That normal that normal piece that would complete your four set, I think you give it to somebody else. Got interesting. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that we're now potentially not wearing four set. God, bringing me back to the days when like sometimes two piece, two piece was like the way to play the game, which is like oh I love Our it. Our current two piece is pretty good. Oh no. Oh no. We're going back. Um that's crazy. That's wild. But yeah, no, good. I mean, maybe good on the bug fixes. I mean, Miss Weaver changes. I think we're still going to be pretty strong going into this this tier, so it'll be fun to to play. And yeah. Then, um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else interesting in the notes. I mean, I guess maybe the only thing that we typically don't talk about, I actually didn't highlight this in our notes, but they did make a, a couple of changes to macros, macro execution. So I don't know if you yeah. read that section. People which were is like, talking about that in peak this week. Actually, Gnome Sequence Extender. Yeah. Um, is this macro extension add-on that does some very um, suspect things with loops and conditionals that are not supposed to be possible via the macro system. And uh, the macro changes here, I'm not going to get into the technical details, but basically seems like they're fixing some of those. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you, like they're limiting the ability for macros to like change gear through like scripts and through like specific run commands. Um, but yeah, no, it seems like, yeah, they're trying to re rein in macros uh, and what you can actually do with them, um, which is maybe a good thing, maybe a bad thing. I, I did play around with uh gnome sequence enhancer a little bit trying to, uh, I was, this was actually for my mage trying to make it use one kind of potion if I was in raid and a different kind of potion if it was, I was in mythic plus, uh, oh. and ended up finding an easier way. Uh, there is a, a macro conditional that's built in that's like is your group a raid group and so that's not okay. exactly what you want but it's close enough yeah um so uh i ended up using that but i had to play around with it a little bit for that i was like huh there's some things in here that i didn't think was supposed to be possible with the macro system yeah that's funny that's a, to be fair that's how i do on my on my hunter I use bombs. I have a condition on using bombs and wrath where it's like, if I'm yeah. in a raid group, I'll use a bomb. If I'm not, then I'll just throw a trap. So it's like, yeah. 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 It's funny that they're in there. It's not, yeah, it's not exactly right, but it, it works out 90% yeah. of the time. So, yeah. Um, well, cool. I think, and the only other thing we had sort of in this like initial section was just, there was a bunch of data mind. I mean, the, we, the data mind class changes were on there. So all the monks, all the misweaver pieces, um, were sort of just aligned, um, to our, our new our literal new misweaver effect already has eight effects or nine effects associated to it so like we're literally now at what that's 
41 total effects just for Mistweaver, like on the on the class aura, which is just hilarious. Because yeah. um, like now Bounce Back has like three additional entries because they're all Mistweaver specific. Um, but then also surprisingly, it looks like uh, Windwalkers got a two percent damage increase. Their their aura went from minus five to minus three percent. So, um, hooray! On everything, I guess it's good. I I don't know. I don't know. But you know who does know that, Emelson? Babsalonius. Babsalonius. And Babsalonius wrote a freaking dissertation on what's wrong. He had to outdo me. We had a a brewmaster dissertation this week, too. Nice. Yeah, so I... I I forgot to put it in our notes. Yeah, so I I didn't realize you had one on Brewmaster, but I I pulled up the, the, the Windwalker one. I actually read through all of it, which is like, for me... I don't care. I've literally never played Windwalker in any serious content, in any serious state ever. I think yeah. I played Windwalker in PvP at the start of one expansion because it was easy to hit two buttons and win games. And so, like, that's the extent of my actually playing for real. And I also play it on uh, – what's the the jumpy boss in the current raid? That The door's there and there's, like, ads on two sides. Whatever the boss you just oh, – oh. Uh, Kill assault of the Zikali, yeah, yeah, assault. I play Windwalker on every week um, with my two thirty or whatever they are, like my four hundred item level weapons. Um, nice, but but ba- but Babylonius put out honestly a really big dissertation on like the state of Windwalker, and it's super interesting uh, to Where read through. And not this. what? Where did you post this? I don't see it on the site. It's on. It's actually on Wowhead. Oh. <laughs> so um so yeah so is uh he basically went through all the different expansions the different sort of philosophies they saw and sort of the the issues with the class but i think is really a good breakdown it's interesting to me and actually the most interesting part of this was the philosophy discussion that he starts out with of like each expansion the class or the spec having like a different philosophy and then how that's built up over time basically to like what they have today which is sort of like something stuck between the philosophy of like always in Windwalker's case of always hitting something different. So basically playing that sort of like mix up style of like never hitting the same ability twice. And then yeah. also the fact that like you want to hit as many buttons as you can because you have so many resources, right? Like you generator are yeah. able to, to reduce it. So there's like a, a juxtaposition of like, well, everything's on cooldown but Tiger Palm and I just hit a Tiger Palm and I can't hit another Tiger Palm. So I guess I just sit here for a second or two and like not do anything. Um, Babs famous, uh, famously a fan of high downtime specs. So keep yeah. that in mind as you read that, because you got to know the man likes having to AFK in between button presses. Yeah, yeah, and he. Ta- I mean, I I think he does a good job of talking about that about himself because, like, you're right, downtime. And then he likes. I think the other thing he says he likes to make decisions like be able to plan out decisions a couple steps in advance where like if you have i mean in the current i think it feel like in the current dps meta this is like the same with almost any class it's like very much a hit the button that lights up and the button that lights up is potentially random from time to time right um and so yeah but it's a good article i mean if you're into windwalkers i feel like we don't give windwalkers enough love on this podcast sometimes but um if you're into it it's a really good read just in terms of like getting you know bab's perspective I think the thing to keep in mind, Babs is only one person, so it's like his perspective. Although he's probably like one of the most well-known and also well-versed, I'd say, guide writers or like writers in general about a spec. Um, so I think he's got a little bit of weight behind it. But um, 
but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good read about, you know, the class kind of being stuck in the, in two mindsets, which I, I can, I can feel, I didn't, I'm not as good with words, but I can definitely feel that with like Miss Weaver, at least in terms of like how they've basically set up the class and like how they've set up a lot of the abilities since really since Legion, I think it was pretty clear, you know, in, in MOP and WAD, but since Legion, I think Miss Weaver has been a little bit at a loss in terms of direction, although it's been getting better, we'll say as at least Dragonflight's gone on. So, yeah. I mean, like, it's very interesting, the kind of, like, idea of procs being a an issue where, like, you just push the button lights up and stuff like that. Because Brewmaster and Blood DK, which are both the things that I've made this expansion, are just not like that at all. Zero yeah. procs, basically. Like, uh, Blood DK has a proc where you get an extra charge of de- death and decay. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> That's the only proc. That's Every, everything else is like you can plan ahead, and you actually do because you you're planning around like cooldown reduction on vampiric blood for defensives, and planning around uh, cooldown reduction on dancing rune weapon, both defensively and because it's one of your main like throughput buttons. Yeah, uh, for damage, and um, so you do things like you can slam a marrow rend at the end of your dancing rune weapon window, and then you only have to marrow rend's like not a great button for damage, but. That means mm-hmm. you only have to push one in between getting this, the end of this dancing room weapon and the beginning of the next one, which oh, will refresh okay. your bone shield stacks. Um, so like stuff like that, where you can like all play that in like brewmaster right now, zero procs, mm-hmm. none, just absolutely none. Uh, you have too many buttons for the number of GCDs that you have. And so there's constantly like a, um but then again all the buttons well most of the buttons do different things mm-hmm. and so you're you're on a single target boss like rashok it's pretty linear it's pretty straightforward but then when you have something where there's different things happening at different times like sarkareth you're sometimes faced with well like normally i would push rising sun kick here but maybe it's correct for me to push keg smash instead because mm-hmm. there are ads active right yeah. and so you you switch up your priority based on what's happening in the fight and so there's there's things happening with that but it's like again like no procs it's very uh, very yeah. fixed gotcha yeah i think there's there's pros and cons of the each each type of we'll say rotation like each type of implementation of a spec so um yeah. but yeah no it's a it's a it's a look guys if you're gonna read this set aside like maybe 30 minutes yeah to get through it all it's a it's it's not war and peace levels of long, but I mean it's like maybe the the first half of the Lord of the Rings, you know. So yeah, actually, speaking of dissertations, we also have one up for uh, for Brewmasters on Peak. It's oh, nice. Going over what stats uh, do on a like technical level, and oh, how that cool. how that works out in terms of like what stats you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and why critis- critical strike and versatility have been like our go-to stats for raid and mythic plus for like several expansions running. Um, and this was actually brought on by the fact that some people were observing mastery becoming their top simming stat in, in, in their Sims. Yeah. And basically getting to the root of why that happens sometimes, why it is, still consistent with like the crit versus best status quo uh-huh and that basically boils down to when you have less uh of your damage coming from procs on items or special effects on items like the rashok weapon or uh you know beacon to the beyond and uh dragonfire bomb dispenser 
then uh, if you remove those, mastery actually is just like a more efficient stat. Um, it has a higher like you get more a more percent stat bonus per point of rating on your gear than you do from versatility. So it ends up being better than versatility. Uh, oh, when you okay. remove those other things that don't scale off of mastery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even realize it was up here. I need to. I'll read through that. Um, yeah, it went up in. Uh, it went up in Bruin House, so that's why you nice. didn't see it. Yeah, no, I don't hang out there at all. Whew. Yikes. Um. <laughs> anyway. Cool. Uh. Yeah. Um. But cool. No. Yeah. So it looks like everybody but Misweavers have written really long articles about their class and interesting things about them. Hmm. Misweavers need their spec to like stand still for more than five minutes. Oh God, dude! In order to write one of these all the time. Yeah. 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 Um, but cool. No, it's, it's awesome. Two really awesome articles, which is, which is fun to, yeah, fun to check out. Um, but cool. Maybe we, uh, maybe we shift a little bit into some more substantial updates, we'll say, um, to, uh, maybe not substantial, but I couldn't think of a good segue word. Um, but yeah, there's been some, there's been some updates around, like we mentioned at the top of the hour. So some rate updates, some loot changes, and then a little bit of crafting changes. Maybe we'll sprinkle in at the end. Probably good, like we've got in the notes here talking about the private auras. Um, maybe also good to t- touch on the uh, updates. Like we got, we got extra heroic testing this week. So yeah, maybe, maybe lump those things together. Yeah, sure. So I think um, so. First up, private auras wise, they Blizzard has basically updated. I think they said twelve this week, ten or twelve new uh, abilities uh, have been added to private auras. Um, so I think that now brings the total up to, according to the Wowhead article, to 20. Um, oh, sorry. And it's 12 are directly related to Rack, which scares the ever-living hell out of me. Because, um, like, I don't want to know anything about this. Um, but, yeah, no. So private auras are, are sort of, we talked about these a while ago. They're essentially just auras that provide no additional information into the UI or sorry, into the game, other than that you have it or you don't have it. Um, so there's not really much to, to go on. You can't know timings. You can't know. Um, no you know, assignment week or is, yeah. is the thing. Yeah. No assignment week or stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, it's a uh, kind of, kind of stinks, but, um, but no, it's sort of, um, they're expanding the use of the system. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, Firac with 12 of the 20, just God, I hope they change that before the end of it. Um, I, well, I hope they designed the mechanics around it. Unlike Neltharian where like, I mean, I guess technically they probably tried to design it around it and they failed. That's right? true. That is true. Um, like, so Nimue, uh, speaking of Nimue, Nimue has one of the new private auras. It's, uh, this thing called Weaver's Burden. And this is, um, this so all right nimoy has been redone nimoy is mm-hmm. nimoy is different now it's still got the walls mechanics i've got like uh, fucking 1500 words on the forums giving feedback for the heroic test of this boss that we did on friday nice it needs it needs more help it is better than it was but oh boy it needs more help this this they need to find whoever whoever it was that that did the halandros rebuild and they need to get him to do this boss <laughs> this boss needs help um so yeah uh like the core conceit of the fight is still that you've got these walls and you're the challenge 
oh, the fight is supposed to be like managing crossing the walls uh, with dealing with the other mechanics. Like, there's now flowers that spawn throughout the arena periodically, and they just like are, give a stacking raid wide dot for as long. Like, if you have eight actives, you have eight stacks of the dot. You clear a flower, there's seven stacks of the dot on it. Gotcha. So it's just like you need to be moving through the walls in order to remove these flowers. And you just remove them by soaking, right? They're just like a puddle that you stand in and it goes away when you've soaked it enough. Um, except the walls don't matter. So you just ignore the walls and soak the flowers. That's so, uh, um, That's so awesome. There's, uh, this, this fight has a bunch of visual issues too right now where like everything is the same shade of light green. I love that. I love that. You um, know, so hold on. Speaking of that, something that I found actually raiding in wrath this is an interesting thing sorry i don't mean to cut you off but um maybe this is where we maybe this is where we use a weak or to change the colorblind mode so specifically yeah. on lady death whisper people have been using a specific colorblind mode to change it so you can see like she has like an aoe on the ground and it sort of yeah matches the floor color so maybe yeah. we start doing that maybe that's the new weak or craze sorry it's just it yeah funny. i mean uh, that that sounds great except for the fact that all of the mechanics are the same color so like you can oh, tell God. them apart from the ground but you can't tell them apart from each other and changing a colorblind mode is not really gonna fix it nope not gonna help at all cool that's okay cool idea over sorry i'll let you uh continue. we did like jaina had a weak car like that if you remember for the intermission phase yeah just turned down spell effects yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so yeah, uh, there's like these stun lines now that come out from the boss. The boss is stationary at one edge of the arena, and these stun lines come out from the boss. Again, same exact color as the walls and the flowers. Uh, and there are now um, these knockback flowers that go out. One goes on the tank, and at the same time, on heroic and above, like two or three others go out. And that's what the private aura is, is these knockback flowers. Okay. Except that you don't need most of the arena. <laughs> so you just, like, take them out and drop them. Like, so th this private aura basically doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, like, you can get your, like, sound notification when you get the debuff uh, through the private aura system that exists. But other than that, it just doesn't matter you would never assign this as it stands right now the the fight has a bunch gotcha. of structural issues the pacing is still kind of off the stun lines suck the visuals are a mess and the uh core mechanic that's like the core load bearing mechanic of the walls is just completely irrelevant for most of the fight and then there's nice. supposed to be this thing that you get called inflorescence that makes you immune to damage from the walls so you can walk through them without issue except mm -hmm. it is very buggy and doesn't work reliably so you like you can run through the wall with it and still get damaged and still get the dot stack that it puts on you so okay. it's got implementation issues some of which like fixing inflorescence would be nice but it ultimately doesn't matter right now because the you just like you have to work really hard to die to the walls really hard to die to the walls <laughs> um like i think at one point we are moving like in the intermission two treants spawn mm -hmm. and so you have half of the raid go to the one half of the raid go to the other you kill them both you go back into the main phase and the um i went to 17 stacks of the wall dot crossing from one side to the other and lived granted i'm a tank right but that yeah. kind of tells you how irrelevant this dot 
that it's giving right now is that I could go to 17 stacks and live. Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. It's uh, it's the, the fight's a mess. Uh, the other fight that we tested this week is Laradar that also has some private auras, and Laradar's fine. Laradar's a good fight. Uh, we kill it on Heroic, uh, which now brings the total number of bosses that I've killed on PTR on this raid up to five of nine Heroic. Oh, nice. Look at you. Uh, so, yeah, fe- feeling good about that week one AOTC. We'll see nice. what Firak is like, or Firak, or whatever it's however you say <laughs> whatever that whatever that thing's name is nice that's awesome um well good i mean sucks that they're still having structural issues with the boss fight but yeah they still have a couple weeks to fix it right that'll be yeah fine. and i kind of i kind of feel like it's overreaching at this point where like the one of the other conceits of the fight is that every time you go through the intermission the phase gets faster it's supposed to be like gotcha. more stuff spawns stuff goes faster and it feels like maybe the pacing issues are just a product of the fact that it's designed around it getting faster. So like the pacing feels fine at the end of the fight, but because it it has to gets reach faster, there, yeah. like the first like five minutes of the fight feel really slow and boring. Mm-hmm. And that just like maybe just don't make it faster. Maybe just make it fast from the get go. And it's just five minutes of insanity and then you're done. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. We'll. See. I mean, I guess we'll see once they get. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see the final fight in what a couple of weeks. So I yeah. don't think they'll do any more raid testing now. We've got a release candidate. Typically, I they doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I feel like they're. We've only done it once or twice, and it's been for like I think like Halandris might have been. Did they ever retest that fight, or did they make no, all the changes they did and not. go? Yeah. I was uh, trying to think. I think they've only done maybe one fight where they've done a larger rework towards the end and actually. Council of Blood. Council oh blood. right that's what i was thinking of yeah yeah they they it was never good on ptr it still wasn't great on live but it was different on live from the last tested ptr version mm-hmm. um and yeah that one uh you know it was the the way that people did it on mythic sucked the fight itself was ended up being fine on heroic i think um and i think the laradar test this week was purely a bug testing one like purely gotcha. bug testing uh because like it was basically exactly the same as what we did on Mythic, just gotcha. with like the Mythic mechanics taken out. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, well, cool. That's that's awesome. Um, so yeah, so a little bit. Hopefully, maybe last raid test before we get into the actual raid. Of course, Firac not yet tested, so we'll get to all see that together. Yeah. Um, I guess the only other thing, just raiding related, is they did release Blizzard released the the LFR release schedule, which. Granted, we don't talk too much about LFR, but it looks like if you are an LFR Raider, you get the final tier unlocked a week early. Um, so um, it'll be released. Final Wing is released December 12th, uh, which is, it's weird. The Wowhead article says four weeks, but I think that's five weeks after. It's like week five. Because um, it's basically so... every wing. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, well, no, it's right. Yeah, 14th, 21st, 28th, basically wings one through three, the first three weeks. Then there's a break December 5th and then December 12th, uh, the final. Yeah. Uh, so normally out, so. it's like every two weeks there's an LFR wing. And exactly. Yeah. Starting on the second week of the tier. Now it's first week of the tier. Uh, it opens up. And then the next two weeks, another wing opens up each time. And then two weeks after that, the final one opens with the last yeah. two losses. 
including yeah. the dragon riding boss, which I can't wait to see what people's reaction to LFR. Oh, dragon that's going to be so... LFR dragon riding bosses. I might actually raid LFR that wing that week just, just to hang out for like an hour or two, see what's going yeah, on. So. I, I cannot wait for people to be like, I haven't actually unlocked my dragon riding. What <laughs> yeah. do I do? I have no idea what this does. Woo! Um, like the the um, the Heart of Azeroth problem when we got to Nizoth LFR, oh, where right. people were queuing in and didn't have the Heart of Azeroth and would just get instantly mind-controlled on pull. Yeah, yeah, because the... Oh, God, I forgot about that. That's so yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, more kind of like raid adjacent stuff, though. We have more loot updates, uh, both crafting stuff, which we'll get to in a minute, um, and that actually, you know what? Let's just talk about crafting stuff now because it's pretty quick, it's right? Yeah, it's short. Um, so they've buffed the item level of crafted items. So for those like familiar with this tier, uh, crafted items go up to 447, which is the normal mythic item level cap. Um, they had nerfed that for next tier, basically. So the max eye level of crafted items was like six below the peak of uh, mythic. No, three below peak mythic. I have it pulled up right now. Um, and now they once again match the maximum mythic eye level, uh, I believe. No, what, three less than the max. Because uh, 489 is the max. They go to 486. So part of this, I think, was maybe motivated by the fact that people were talking about just not using embellished items or only using embellishments that could go in low budget slots like bracers, belts. Uh, things like that, or rings, where like getting perfect stats on your rings is like really important. Exactly. Um, so now they're they're better for mythic raiders. They're still worse than what you can get from raid in a technical sense, but three eye levels is small enough that like you'll use a lot of these for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's the that's the other issue is that like because embellishments are not impactful at all. That like yeah, you could get away with just not running them, which right. you know is maybe the maybe what they're looking at yeah um so yeah so they've, they've updated that so three additional item level on the crafting gear which is good and they've also then in turn uh increased the crest costs for uh, actually getting the crest to craft items basically um so like for your uh aspect ones which are your top level ones i believe um it went from 45 to 60 so it looks like a basically a 15 crest increase across the board for for all three levels so um, so yeah, more item level, but more crests to collect. I think just so that, I think from a, just an acquisition perspective, doing a, what is it, like a 19 or a 20 nets you 12 aspect crests. So you right. typically will get about 12 out of each thing. So the, uh, one the and a little extra. The weekly cap as well is 90 crests. So this mm-hmm. takes it from being, there's a like a really important breakpoint here that yeah. it takes it from two enchanted aspect crests on the first week to one and one on the second week. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is huge. So you're not going to be crafting two items week one. Just, well, I guess you can. Actually, you're not going to craft two max level items. Yeah. How do sparks work this year? I actually don't know if I ever heard. I Is it just like this oh, tier? Oh, yeah. I think it's just like this tier where you just yeah. get one, half of one every week. But yeah, so I guess it doesn't really matter. You just have to bank a couple more. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I mean, crafting update, good, bad, and different. Just a, a minor uh, sort of change there. But I think the the larger update we got this week was actually on the loot dropping side. Yes. Um, 
So Blizzard made two, I'll say, key updates in the way loot drops. Maybe we'll start with tier stuff first, and we can talk about very rare items. So tier basically will not will now drop um, at a what is it one to three rate, um, yeah. which basically essentially almost at, I guess would half a lot of the the tier set drop rates uh, that they, as we currently see them depending on raid size. So in like your twenty one or sorry your twenty man raid. Um, you were potentially getting two tier set drops. Now you're only going to get one, um, which means you'll now get an additional non-tier loot piece. So um, still four drops out of a 20-man. One will be tier, three will be non-tier, which is different than the 2-2 split, which I'm all for. I mean, they're what? They're dropping Catalyst week one this week or this yeah. this time around. So, I mean, this I don't think this slows down tier acquisition at all. Also, I literally have gotten two pieces of tier gear in every vault for the past like four weeks. And so yeah. like... Come on, come on, Blizzard. Like, let's, what's going on here, boys? Um, um, this is, so this is a, if you compare it to where things were on PTR, yes, it is a reduction, but compared to where Avarice was, it is an improvement. Um, it is the same rate on average, but it's actually lower variance. It means that, like, before, um, actually, I think it's a, buff from Avarice still, because we get the two guaranteed week one. Um, yeah, it's a buff. It, it ends up also being lower variance than um, than what you would have before. Uh, so it's like you're going to more consistently get the items that you wanted. Uh, and this also means that like trinkets and things are going to be more accessible earlier on. So you're going to, you know, think of something like um, Rashok. Rashok's the tier boss. Uh or, or Forgotten Experiments, also a tier boss, also with a trinket that people really wanted. And both of those now can drop an extra item that could be a second trinket or a first trinket uh, immediately. Right. Yeah, which is which is good, particularly for... Yeah, like because I think even, even nowadays, like we... Like, I get every token now just because... Well, for the ones in like, my class... Well, tertiary, not even tertiary, it's just to DE them. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> like it's just we don't even we don't even ask anymore. It's like everyone has like their four fifties if they need them, or you know, yeah. whatever four forty sevens. That's the max. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of a wasted loot spot. But like, we could definitely use some more bomb trinkets, you know, some more beacons, yeah. right? So it's like it's nice to see, you know, that we'll get more non tier loot as we go forward, which is which I think is helpful not only initially but then also just from a long term perspective with the raid um but yeah then on then on top of this um they're also they've also um made a clarification or made a change the way very rare items will drop um so previously uh, if you guys aren't aware but the very rare items like the was it the the one in rashak polearm um sarkareth cloak whispering incarnate icon aranog ring like those item items. Yeah, but it's known as very rare. They used to actually take up a loot slot. Um, so like you would basically have to, as when something dropped, not only like roll that you get a very rare item, but then you know see that item, of course. Uh, and it would take away another piece of loot or another slot of loot. Uh, and so what they've said is basically that like these very rare items will drop in addition, basically be off the like item replacement table for that boss, right? And so like we just talked about loot drops like if you're in a 20 man raid you potentially get five items right you'll get four normal you know one tier three yeah. non-tier and then a very rare item 
uh, could drop also in a chance, which is, I think, really good um, change. Um, you know, I think sometimes we've, I mean, we like some of those very rare items didn't seem very rare because I think we saw an Aranog rig like every week at one point or like, yeah, we saw like a it's, string of just like every time we killed it, we saw the ring. But um, that's, but, um, yeah, the one of the, the notes, the dev notes for this is that um, there are one of the goals is to make the very rare items consistent in rarity. And so you mentioned like Aranog ring dropping just all of the time right mm -hmm. uh air dogs loot drops oh my god this is hang on let me uh let me see if i can filter these right i'm pretty sure Aranog is like um let's see one two three four five six seven eight nine items that it can drop mm -hmm. uh including including the ring so it's got nine total items that they can drop uh rashok in comparison, one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven, eight plus tier. Uh, so when you have two tier items, right, mm -hmm. that they're guaranteed to take up slots, that was part of the problem. Um, but even with one tier item, you have like eight items for three slots versus nine items for four slots. Uh, it ends up being the Jarun was rarer than uh, the Aranog ring, even though on paper they should both have the same rarity because they're both just very rare i right, think Neltharian right, right. is a more extreme example of this but i don't have the uh i don't have the loot table for that pulled up yeah yeah so i mean i think in in general it's uh it'll be it's a good change to sort of have this out on its own or have these very rare items out on their own like you mentioned more consistent drop rates and then also just you know, not chewing up other loot that you potentially could still use as these start to drop so um yeah but yeah, no, I think both these changes, both in terms of like changing the number of tier sets that drop um, on a boss um, is good, you know, with the fact that, you know, there's like you mentioned, we still have the Omni, like the overall Omni tokens from the last boss. We're still going to get Omni tokens for getting AOTC, like your uh, your own personal one for the achievement. And the fact that Catalyst is week one. Um, yeah, there, I think there there's ample chances to get your tier sets that we yeah. don't need them to take up more spots on bosses because some of the other items will be better and then similarly with this very rare item stuff i think it'll be more helpful because like yeah we you won't see like a like a guild like ours where i think we right. we had a bunch of aranard rings and almost zero icons like out of right. out of like the first tier of this this expansion so um but no i think i mean all around we're we're getting we're getting close to the the new raid um yeah and so I want to like really briefly talk about the implications of this tier stuff for like week one for mm -hmm. if you're not doing splits, which don't do splits. <laughs> Nobody wants to do splits. It's, it's a bit much. It's a bit much. Um, so before the discussion had been to like, oh, you can get everybody four piece basically week one, like almost everybody. We could get everybody except for like, we, it would be like tanks and people that don't have a very good four piece basically would be skipping their four piece, like four or five people. Um, depending on exactly how many tier pieces dropped. Uh, but there's actually a little bit of extra stuff that goes into this calculus because you want to have some of these items already figured out before you get your guaranteed token from killing Farak. Mm -hmm. Because you want to have your two sets probably for Farak, and you want to have some of the four sets for that. Uh, AOTC week one is not a joke. Uh, yeah. It's worth taking seriously. So what you're looking at if you... Uh, only if you get two Farak, you're standing in front of Heroic Farak, you've not pulled it yet, 
what are the items that you have? Well, for our raid size, we're going to have around 25 people in the raid, 25, 26. Uh, we're going to be looking at around 15 tier items that dropped, plus everybody being able to catalyst probably a heroic item level piece. Um, and the question is, how many sets can you get, basically? Uh, and the answer is basically you can you can make 15 two sets. Um, then everybody gets their uh, their guaranteed one from Killing for Rock. Uh, and most of those people, like those 15 people get three sets, everybody else gets their two set. Mm -hmm. um, and there's potentially a couple people that we actually set up for four sets before for Rock, although I don't know that we're going to do that. It would be like giving normal items to those people so they can spend their heroic guaranteed heroic omni token uh -huh. on replacing a normal piece um so it's not completely wasted uh certain specs like bm hunter currently have extremely strong four piece bonuses and so it's potentially worth like halfway wasting a tier item to give it to them but what that does like going back to the stuff i was talking about with sepulcher when we got tier sets back with mm -hmm. personal loot uh, a lot of what you're doing if you're not doing splits for this stuff is you're trying to make sure that your items from the great vault don't go to waste. Right. And so the ideal scenario is that everybody in your raid at the end of week one has three set. And then a bunch of those people get four set from the vault and the rest get four set from running heroic again. Right. And yeah. that's the ideal scenario. Uh, you're not really going to quite get there with this reduction of the tier set bonus or the tier set drops from raid. Yeah. You're going to get, like, in our case, around half, a little bit more than half of the raid with uh, with three set after killing Heroic Farak. Um, and that's, you know, that's pretty good. That basically means that you can get the majority of the raid four set on week two. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like before we were talking majority of the raid four set on week one, last few people get it week two. Now it's majority of the raid gets it week two a few stragglers just pick it up from the catalyst before raid week three. Yeah. So that's kind of what the implication is right now. Uh, you're still looking at like a lot of the raid having four set or not four set, sorry, two set before you pull the heroic and boss, uh, which is, which is good. Yeah. No, yeah. I think it's, it seems like they're, they're accelerating a lot with this last patch in terms of like gear acquisition and just yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, with the with the with the changes they've made, which I I don't. I mean, in terms of the way that the current player base, I think plays retail WoW, it's good. Like for me, yeah. it's super not enjoyable. <laughs> but like, I'm also like I like I'm in I'm in wrath mode right now, where like the way they do wrath sets in ICC, they change this, where like you basically have to buy your sets with badges. Yeah, like, basically like frost badges they call them, and you get those badges by either killing raid bosses or like doing a daily quest or two daily quests, basically. Yeah. Um. And so like, and it's a very set acquisition. Like each piece calls a set number of badges. You can only get a set number of badges for the course of the week, so you know exactly when you'll get your two and four sets, right? Um, yeah. Unless you get lucky with a a drop from another boss, but anyway, you know from a badge perspective how to do it. Love that. Very methodical. Very stand like just. Do that daily every day. I make mean, progress we're kind of we're we're kind of there right now. Like you, you as a mistweaver, right? I know your set's really good, but if it weren't, right, and yeah. you were like bottom of the list for for a tier set, right? You only need one item from raid in order to get your tier set on week three. 
right? That is true. Yeah. You because you get your two catalyst charges, one on week one, one on week three. You get your guaranteed Omni token. That's three three pieces, and they can all be heroic, right? Um, and then you get your your fourth just from, you know, you just need any tier set. It can come from the vault. It can come from raid. You know, you just need a tier set item. That is true. But like, yeah, I, I like. I'm not gonna lie, I like when numbers go up. I'm also we've talked about this, and there's a little frost batch number that goes up, and I get to spend them. That's, yeah, that's you know, <laughs> you know, that's that's valid. Yeah, that's no, valid. But, the current system does not does not give you numbers go up. No, but I, and all I'm saying is like it's very it's just very quick, right? Like the yeah. the frost badges are like you only you can get up to a hundred a week, and you need ninety five to buy a helm, and so like there's like you're only getting one to two items a week um so it's just a, a slower game which I, it's it's fine I retail is what it is don't have to go down that pathway but yeah no i think i mean these loot changes i think hopefully eliminate I, to be fair i think this also helps like you mentioned being able to like only need one raid drop to make your four set this is super helpful for like pvp players right yeah which means like even if they get zero raid drops that means by week what is it three five they'll have their four set week five it's guaranteed but like yeah. you think about it they have like two vaults of just pvp yeah. slots to pick up a single tier piece and if you're doing pvp you're getting your triple vault from that um you don't even have to do mythic plus or raid you can yeah. just like get it from vault and have it on week three and yeah. like maybe you get super unlucky and you get it week five right but that's right. still better than it was before where like before creation catalyst didn't open until week eight yeah and so you could potentially be looking at like week eight finishing your tier set. Yeah. Or, or yeah, if you're extremely unlucky, maybe starting it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Which is a problem. So, no, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's, uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's a solid change, but, um, but yeah, well, we'll see. I think as always, I say like, we'll see how this plays out in the raid. I think though, I, I'm excited for the loot changes. I think this will just be in general good for the game. Um, but it, it feels, to me, it feels like an end of expansion change. That's the only thing. Like, it feels like a does this acceleration help? Because like we want to get more gear into more people faster, so there's not like a long build up to like ten three. Maybe. I do wonder actually. So this is the last bit, and then we're gonna wrap up the episode because we yeah. we got we're running out of time. Um, but I do wonder. You mentioned how short this the these tiers were being at the yeah. beginning of the episode. I wonder if that's just the plan. If they're like, listen, this old formula worked better when we had eight month long tiers. And now that we're at five month long tiers, we really don't, people aren't getting to play yeah. with these things. We want to give them the things sooner because they're not going to have as much time in the current tier to use them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it, it mimics the Shadowmorn issue like that they did where they basically yeah. sped up Shadowmorn acquisition in Wrath Classic. Yeah, that could be another thing. Yeah, because now we only have instead of, yeah, you're right, eight months of of gearing up for the next tier, it's we have five months, right? Right. And so it's like, let's get this stuff in people's hands so they get, you know, a couple raid weeks to play with it and then, yeah. then move on. So, yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So... Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, I think that is going to uh, bring today's episode to a close. Uh, sorry for the technical issues in between. It will be fixed in post, I swear. Uh, but <laughs> that is going to be it for the show today. Uh, thank you all for watching and or listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, you can support it and the other work that we do, like that big, big brewmaster post on stats over post. on our Patreon at patreon.com slash
And of course, come and join the Discord. It is the best place to come and ask us questions that result in 4,000 word long blog posts. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And uh, to keep up with the current state of the bugs in the Brewmaster tier set, and also the fact that Miss Weaver is changing every five minutes. Every, dude, every week. Every week. It's crazy. Every week. Uh, yeah, that is going to be it for the show today. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Yeah, I mean, well, you're also running up against BlizzCon too, right? Which I, I'm assuming yeah. the week of BlizzCon is like maybe not a dead week in the office, but like they're getting ready for whatever demos and stuff they have right. set up. So it's like and a, we don't know what they're going to be demoing at BlizzCon, right? Like it could that we be, do. Eleven Auto. We do. Oh, you do. Eleven Auto. Maybe some classic plus announcements. Maybe see the classic. Kata. Classic is is definitely for sure. We're getting some kind of announcement there. Like. Yeah. Uh, because ICC is out. Like, what people have to go know what comes next, and it can't just be Ruby Sanctum, right? Yeah. No, they've already got a plan for for Ruby. No, it's so my my prediction. I actually don't know this for certain. Uh, well, I know maybe some of this for certain, but I won't tell you exactly what it is. But my predictions are uh, there'll be a new season of the Mastery, so new like classic, whatever they call like classic plus stuff, like the the one yeah. game. Um, they're going to announce Cataclysm Classic, of course. Um, and then, um, of course, 11.0 coming. We'll know the name of whatever this new expansion is. And this is my outlier, which maybe we should say this for the episode, but my outlier here in terms of predictions is um, I think we're going to get a weird new progression type server that basically just replays the classic BC Wrath loop. Meaning that like, you basically yeah, I can see that. It's not necessarily like classic plus, which is, I think is what they've data mined some stuff or some new CDN stuff has come up for that. But I think it's almost like a, hey, every like two years, we're going to loop this every two years or whatever it is and have like a very set schedule. Two years almost seems too short for that. Like I almost yeah, maybe like it's it should longer, be a, yeah. like a three year cycle and it's like a year per expansion. Because if you look at the number of, of like, I mean, raid tiers in, in classic, maybe not the greatest reference point, but like in in BC, right, you've got your first tier uh, is you got your like tier your first half tier, then you've got the yeah. first full tier, then you got like Black Temple, then you've got Sun Mobile Toe, and if you're packing all of that into like six months, true. it's yeah, a it's pretty a aggressive schedule. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But no, yeah, I mean, I think I think we see something like that, um, which would be cool. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we. Some people have been saying like they. Well, maybe we should get in the episode, but yeah, maybe that like. Maybe well, we can I'll, I'll give you. A, I'll give you. A, give you a hint. I'm cutting and pasting this bit. This bit's going at the end after the <laughs> outro on the gotcha. audio version. I don't okay. know if I'm going to bother editing the YouTube one, but maybe. Maybe nice. I'll do like the like YouTube has a built-in editor that you can do some basic stuff with. It. I think that includes like re- cut and, very cut and basic cut paste. Nice and yeah. and and simple fade transitions, so that might be a thing. That'd be cool, but yeah, those might are my those are my those are my major predictions because I think I think that loop would be fun for people that. that I I, I think game. that loop would be cool. I, I yeah. would enjoy that. Yeah.